Welcome to Take the Stage. I'm Alexis Savarez with Career Rockstars. This is episode two of our special Ladies Who Rock series dedicated to all those rockstar women who have progressed in industries or roles that have been historically underrepresented by women. You're going to learn about who they are, their career paths, and most importantly, what makes them rockstars. Today on Take the Stage, our special Lady Who Rocks guest is Cristina Garces, CEO and founder of Optiva Media. Cristina, I'm really excited to have you here, so please take the stage. Tell us a little who you are and what you've accomplished with Optiva, and yes, I want you to brag. Thanks, Alexis. Uh, thanks you. Thank you for having me today in your uh, Ladies Who Rock um, podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I'm uh, Christina Garces. I'm CEO at uh, Optiva Media. Uh, and uh, I want to tell you a bit what Optiva Media is. Optiva Media is a niche services consultancy. Uh, we work on digital television uh, services. We are around 200 full-time employees, most of them engineers, and the company is privately owned by me and, uh, and a partner. And we have been around for 18 years now, mm-hmm. which is quite a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I want to I wanna share uh, an interesting piece of data um, because when I started researching um, and looking at, you know, how, how I would like to kind of steer our conversation, I started looking at data surrounding women in, you know, these high level senior leadership type of roles and specifically in Spain, which is where Optiva Media is based. Um, And so I came across a really interesting point uh, of data from a report that's published by the consulting firm Grant Thornton, and it's part of their Women in Business 2020 report. Um, And it basically says that Spain has approximately 34% of women in senior management positions in mid-sized companies. So those are companies with anywhere between 50 to 500 employees. Uh, And this, you know, as I started to read a little bit more, um, just really surprised me because this is 5% more than the global average, um, which means that Spain is one of the countries that is kind of leading, uh, is leading the path in terms of gender equality, which is something I really did not realize. Uh, And in fact, this, this puts Spain ahead of countries such as Germany, France and and the U.S. So that that really surprised me. Um, and I don't know if it, <laughs> if it's something that should surprise me, um, but it, it was something that I did, you know, that I, I, I just was not aware of. Um, and so when I read this, I thought, well, you know, wow, that that means, Christina, that you are part of that 34 percent that's helping to put Spain on the gender equality map. Um, and so the more that I started to think about this, the more I really started to think about like you and your career and kind of the the path without even really knowing your entire story. Um, but I found it fascinating because what I think, you know, your, your career in many different ways has defied the odds because not only are you a woman who uh, started your career in engineering and then was able to successfully pivot to business and then progress the corporate ladder and eventually go on to, to found and to run Optiva Media, 
which is obviously, you know, on a separate note, um, an incredibly innovative concept for the time. I mean, this took me back to <laughs> when I first came to Spain in 2001. I mean, it's it's vastly, you know, vastly different, um, you know, so it, it brought me back to 2001 and now 20 years later um, and looking at in this context, you know, when you started your career in the late 90s and early 2000s, the landscape was so different. And like I said, not just talking about Spain and women. I mean, we're talking about your industry uh, and the technology and everything was light years away from where we are today. Um, so, you know, it's I mean, innovation is like a, an, a completely different topic that we could talk about. Um, but I just that, you know, when you put it into context, it, again, your career is is very interesting. So, I guess, you know, what I want to know is I want to understand how you got to where you are today. So how you started as a computer engineer and, you know, what the journey has been, the personal and professional journey into becoming CEO uh, of Optiva Media. And, and of course, you know, I, I always, as, a, as someone who works in talent and recruitment, I always love to understand, you know, how, how people navigate, you know, the, the zigs and the zags of, of life. So, so please tell us a little bit about, you know, your journey into uh, becoming CEO of Optiva Media. When I think of my uh, journey, my professional journey, uh, I always think that things have come quite naturally, uh, as if there is a flow uh, of mm -hmm. life that uh, that has made me transition from a computer engineer to a CEO. But when you look into detail, you realize that it's not that natural. There are some points in my life where, where I have taken decisions that were not that traditional or not that uh, in the uh, uh, the path that that was more uh, more um, uh, the common path like the obvious uh, the obvious the obvious, the obvious, the obvious choices yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh, and I think it comes from the fact that I, I traveled a lot when I was a kid I lived in different countries I lived in uh, Latin America, lived in France, and then uh, I came to Spain. So there's, I have some, I have change, change included in my life. So I'm used to change, and this, I realize, has been something that has helped me to uh, take decisions um, in my professional life. Uh, even when I chose what to study, because I did, uh, at school, I did uh, arts and literature. So doing computer engineer career is not a natural but at oh. some point yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's very that's very different <laughs> it is very different but it is true that at, at, when i started uh, when i decided to study nobody really knew what computer computer engineering was so it was everything that i have studied in the university university is not relevant anymore <laughs> because it was really like ages ago so uh -huh. yeah, so that was the first non 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 standard thing that I did. No, it was uh, completely changed my um, my uh, my education path uh, at mm -hmm. some point. So uh, I and it was a bit by by accident, by accident really, because I I didn't. It was not very clear to me what my um, uh, my career should be, and it sounded like fancy. So I gave it a try, and here I am. 
So, that so was you just not- kind of you just kind of casually walked into computer engineering. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so um, yeah. <laughs> And my first uh, my first job in computing engineering was in uh, Arthur Anderson, uh, and I was helping the uh, the um, finance guy to audit banks. And I was there and was quite unhappy because the banks at that point were had a very traditional computer set, and it was uh, kind of oldish, even for that time. And I realized that. I was not going to to evolve technically uh, because banks tend to take time to change their uh, their computer their computer um, scenario. So I decided mm-hmm. that I, I needed to move out. So even if Arthur Anderson at that time was one of the most prestigious firm, I decided to uh, to change company uh, less than a year after having started. Uh, mm-hmm. And I moved to uh, to Telefonica. Uh, and in Telefonica, this is where I started doing digital television, which is what I do today. This is uh, our, the specialty of uh, of Optiva Media in the in the telecommunications world. And um, after some years, uh, a colleague of mine had a promotion. I didn't. Uh, I think he deserved it. But uh, uh, better than me, so I'm not gonna say that I deserved it. But um, I saw that it, it was going to take a while until I progressed, so I decided to quit Telefonica. This is also not at that time not that obvious, obvious because um, uh, Telefonica was, I mean, is the biggest telecommunications company in uh, in in Spain and one of the best of the mm-hmm. world. So uh, it was not. Uh, Everybody was looking at me saying, why are you quitting? What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, but <laughs> you have like work for life. Uh, uh-huh. So it's stability against going somewhere else where you don't know what's going to happen. So that was like the second not so obvious choice. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I, um, I, yes. I know I was going to say, I, I see a pattern here. Yes. Um, <laughs> I see a pattern here of uh, navigating, or I guess your comfort of navigating ambiguity, Um, you know, not, you know, being comfortable with not knowing exactly what next steps might, might look, might look like. So that speaks a lot to uh, the, the, uh, the path that you ended up taking. So uh, sorry, I interrupted you. Just uh, something I know. It's not being afraid of changes. Definitely, mm-hmm. it's just uh, feeling that uh, that you can change things and uh, they may go to worse or better, but uh, but you need to change. And because sometimes it's very hard to change things from inside. So, for example, in Telefonica, I had to wait for more years. So sometimes I, I'm quite impatient. So <laughs> that's maybe <laughs> maybe what, uh-huh. what makes me take decisions uh, instead of waiting maybe for the next promotion. Uh, two three yeah. years you, just... you call it you call it impatient uh but I, you know depending on who you're talking to that might be called ambition yeah maybe I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um uh, then i moved to uh to to another telecommunications company in spain called ono and i was there for a couple of years the project i was working on uh was shut down by the uh by the company 
and at some point, uh, and then I have to make a decision. I have another uh, job offer here in Spain, and I have one in in Germany. Uh, I, I had uh, I, I was in a couple by then, but I decided that I was going to give it a try to go one year uh, in Germany. Nobody understood uh, my decision <laughs> again. <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> because I I, mm-hmm. I I I was living with my partner and uh, I arrived one day and say mm, I'm going to Germany for a year. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I, I need I need that. I need to try. <laughs> no, but I was uh, uh, he supported me completely. But people around us just thought that uh, things were going really wrong, which is uh-huh. you know where you see that there's a certain look when and do things that are not really understood, because if it were the opposite, uh, I think nobody would have uh, flinched at all. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. So I went to Germany uh, working for um, a German uh, uh, telco company, Unity Media. I stayed there for a year. Also, again, the project got shut down. I come back to, uh, to Madrid and then uh, with some colleagues that were uh also um looking for for new um uh professional ventures we decided to found optiva media this is mm-hmm. how i landed uh doing a company that year i founded optiva media i got pregnant and i did my mba because i, I didn't know oh i didn't know what was going to work so i decided okay i'll do everything <laughs> and eventually <laughs> next year <laughs> Something will have something will land. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm for sure gonna have this baby. Everything else, is uh, yeah, we, up in the air. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so oh, that's goodness. a bit uh, where I got here. What you were, what you were uh-huh. saying about Spain? I'm not surprised at all. I've been working with the European companies uh, for for a long time now, and I can tell you that uh, Spain. While we have all these so kind of thing uh, that's uh, that's attached to to Spain somehow it's uh, it's quite and in some areas it's very uh, very male environment but the fact that we don't we're not that rich as a country uh, makes that a lot of women have to work in other countries they have the luxury uh-huh. of not working and they are even pushed not to work while their kids are small and in Spain we that's why there are a lot of women working. Uh-huh. And if you have more women working, more of them will progress. Uh-huh. In the rest of uh-huh. you, So that, 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 that piece of data doesn't, doesn't surprise you at all. Did oh, you no, know it all. was that high, though? Uh, no, I did, not, I did not know it was that high. But it, does, it did not surprise me because in a lot of uh, Northern Europe countries or France and Switzerland, you have a lot of um, facilities for flexible work time that we don't have in Spain. And that makes women working part-time a lot and they don't progress because of that mm-hmm. that's interesting so there there's an upside yes <laughs> there's an upside in in some ways to not having perhaps some of those social benefits that you find in the nordic countries um or you know in some of the other european countries here in that you know more more women work and therefore are able to perhaps progress um 
at a at a faster rate than some of these other countries. Yeah, hmm. for like, sure. you know, that, that's that's an interesting. That's probably like a very good debate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, we could go down the rabbit hole um, with that. But I was I was really surprised by. It. I guess I never really had had thought about it. Um, but now thinking about my career and the companies that I've worked with, and and, and I and I. I guess it's, you know, yeah, there's always been women in in high positions in the companies that I've worked with and with some of my, you know, my my network and the people that I know, um, you know, there I do know people that are women um, that are in, you know, senior management positions. Um, I have to say, you're you're the only you're the only female CEO that I personally know, like on this level. So there are not that many. <laughs> so we <laughs> There's not that no, many. No, no, That's no, no, the no. thing. That's not the thing. But, but well, you know, like you, you've been in, you know, you've been in engineering. You've, you've done your own thing. I mean, obviously, you're a woman who does what she wants to do when she wants to do it. It seems. Um, and so you've, you know, you've been in these, uh, all of these industries that you've been in, where you know they're they're all male dominated. All of them. Um, so I'm sure that, you know, every woman has, I think everyone that works, um, has had that moment where, you know, you're the only woman in the room. Um, and sometimes I feel, and, and I think that this is especially true when you're younger, or at least in my case, I felt like maybe when I was in my twenties and, and really just starting my career, um, you know, that you maybe need to change, um, or act or speak differently to, to be taken seriously or to not. You know, I can remember thinking back to, oh, I just don't, you know, I don't want him to think, you know, I'm being a girl, you know, I mean, I'm being a woman, you know, so, uh, and, and like, as if that was something wrong, but it was something that I remember thinking. So uh, my question is to you, you know, was there ever a point in your career where you felt that you had to change the way of, of doing business and, uh, and adopt what I'm calling mannerism? So, you know, these are those behaviors or actions or you know anything that would be considered or perceived to be more like a man definitely definitely as you can imagine i have found myself in the position of being the only woman in around the table many 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 times uh and it's still mm -hmm. still true today less and less but uh it's mm -hmm. it is yeah it is still true and yes, of course, uh, especially when you're younger, it's 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 worse because the, one of the good things of aging in this industry is that they take you more seriously just by the fact that you're still there. So it must mean something. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but when you're younger, yes, it is difficult. Uh, uh, you need to to be taken seriously. You need to act more serious and be more serious than the rest of your colleagues. And uh, and also, mm -hmm. I think that uh, you need to have, to be more bold, uh, and bold being usually a trait of character of of men, not necessarily women. And sometimes I find that the women like me that have succeeded in my time, we have a kind of boldness in our character. I don't know if it, it was there already or acquired. Mm -hmm. But we definitely need to acquire some uh, some uh, male characteristics to to succeed for sure. Mm -hmm. I hope it's going to change because mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's a, it's a good thing. Because the good thing about diversity is that we all can all be the way we are and not necessarily all be transformed into males to succeed. Because it, it kind mm -hmm. of loses the mm -hmm. point. 
What, what, what do you think is, is, you know, put this in context, what does it mean to be bold uh, as a woman? Like how, what, how do you define that? So does that mean like speaking up more or does that mean, more, you know, not uh, taking control of situations, uh, be blunt sometimes, uh, don't let yourself be interrupted or have the situation taken from you, the control taken from you. So react to all those uh-huh. things that happen all the time. It sometimes can mm-hmm. be a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yes. That that's always the hard part, right? Is is you have to be comfortable with being yeah, uncomfortable. Making, <laughs> make, making a point where you don't necessarily want to to, to attract the conversation to that point. Uh, to to the process mm-hmm. you want the the conversation to be about the content not about so and my recommendation mm-hmm. to younger women is to be super prepared to meetings go to meetings super prepared and prepared to take control of it so mm-hmm. it's an extra work <laughs> so you do think you do think that you that you almost you have to prove yourself more it sounds like what you're what you're saying, you know, if you have to be more prepared than your male counterparts. Yes. Um, so you, you do think that, that, that you, that women do have to have to be, you know, maybe that much smarter, that much <laughs> faster, that much more prepared. Especially at the beginning, especially men. at the beginning of their career, because uh, I mean, once you have mm-hmm. a certain position or you have a certain age, it's going, it's going to be more uncomfortable for men to take control away from you. But if you're younger, definitely you need to, to be more prepared and more prepared to to take control of the situation, even, even if it's requir- it requires to be a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think that, that you have, because I feel like, you know, when, when women are more bold, um, it's not quite as acceptable right so men are bold and and they can be called well he's very he's aggressive or he knows what he wants but a woman does that and she could be labeled you know yeah, she's yeah, a bitch absolutely. or she's you know <laughs> do, do you feel like in your career you know you've had to kind of uh battle that um is it battling is it accepting it or you know how because that's something that i especially i mean now not not anymore because you know i'm like 40 now so now i don't <laughs> care but <laughs> but like when I was young, you know, I really cared what people what people thought, and I didn't want to be considered, you know, to be bit, a bitch or bitchy. Um, you know, I wanted to be liked by everyone. But I mean, have you, you know, do you think it's just a matter of accepting that that's just like a product of a byproduct of being more bold, as we're calling it, or do you think that that isn't always, you know, that that's not necessarily always the case? It's well, it's true is that uh, there's going to be some judgment about uh, about the attitude, but it's something that you need to just live with it. You need to live with mm-hmm. because uh, I mean you you can't <laughs> win all the battles. <laughs> you need to choose uh-huh. the one. If you want to be liked by everybody, if you want to progress in your career, it's another battle. You can t- you can try to do both, but you need to know what what your priority is. Mm-hmm. So you have to yeah. pick our battles. So <laughs> pick yeah. our battles. And, and I remember, I five. remember yeah, and that's, that's... one uh, one lady who used to work at Optiva. She she came to me once, quite annoyed because her uh, her boss in her new company told her that he she was 
super good, but emotional and she needed to work on her. And she was really, how do I work on my emotions? And I told her, look, tell your boss that you're good because you're emotional. So there's no way you're going to, yeah. you're going to impact one without impacting the other because you are good because you care and because you care, you care because you're emotional. So you cannot just not be emotional. That's yeah. infuriating <laughs> to be told that. And she was, I mean, and her okay. first reaction probably, was, oh, I, I need to be less emotional. I told her, no, no way. Be emotional. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems, um counterintuitive um yeah and look and that and that that goes to show you like what's a woman's first instinct it's oh I need to change I need to you know I need to be when it really shouldn't be that way yeah. should it I mean especially it, be, it, it, you know and I guess the I mean, guy was recognizing that she was good at her job it's just just don't be good and don't uh -huh. annoy me with your you know <laughs> no I'm gonna be good and annoy you <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay all right. Well, that's, you know, like there's, there's so many, I don't know, there's so many lessons, I guess you learn throughout your career, but I think that that's, that that's really interesting. Like, you know, you have to choose your battles and, and the getting past the being liked part, that can be really hard for a lot of people. Like, you know, and that's what, you know, prevents, that's the whole comfort yes. thing, right? Get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you know, not, and, you know, not everyone's going to like you. I mean, that's just like, I think you're told that, you know, we're told that from a very young age. Well, you know, some people are going to like you and some people but aren't, that, um, but it carries yeah, with you but to that's an adult. What I think need to change that you don't need to be managed to succeed. So that's what for me is like the main thing that needs to change that women can be themselves and don't need to adapt uh, bold manners to succeed. That's for me, one of the, uh, one of the challenges. It's going to take a while for mm -hmm. the culture, yeah. company cultures to, to change, to recognize other traits of leadership that are not the masculine ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, well, speaking of, you know, kind of all these little points, um, I want to talk about some of the things that you're doing at, at Optiva because, you know, when I invited you to, to be a guest on Take the Stage, um, you know, you had casually mentioned that, you know, at Optiva, you guys are being very proactive with efforts to to help increase the number of women, not only in the organization, but um, you know, to kind of sp to to shine the spotlight on on women in the sector who are also in you know positions of, of leadership. So, um, you know, you you mentioned that that Octiva has kind of put together this coffeeology um, series for and and Optiva women. Um, so I want you to tell us, you know, what what this initiative is um, and where where the idea came from. So the initiative is that we have a group of women. Uh, I think it's around 12 uh, that are working in Optiva on, on three things. One is being able to have more women in Optiva and retain them. The second one is how do we empower the women that are already, you know, and the third one is how we, ch how do we change the company culture or how we do we evolve the company culture uh, for women to, to stay longer mm -hmm. and, 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 and to be able to progress. And it's the, the Optiva women that are working uh, in, uh, in those workflows. So the company has just enabled them. Uh, and is empowering them and uh, is taking their, the, the outcome of their, of their work and we're putting that in place. And I think 
And one of the initiatives is this coffeeology, where we meet once every month or so, all the women that want to participate in 45 minutes, one hour chatting about anything. It can be, we have, we can have a guest, uh, a woman guest talking about her experience. We talk, we can talk about news or how is it to be women in a company. We talk about bits and bytes. We also have a couple of Slack channels where we, uh, where we have, uh, we put news, we put initiatives that there's a lot of things happening around women where there's like women in art. Some of the OTT uh, streaming companies are having like cycles of uh, movies directed by women. And we share, we share all these information through the uh, appropriate channels. So obviously I'm, I'm, I'm one of the uh, promoters of, uh, of, of, the, of, of these initiatives. So I think um, being a woman CEO, or we will always help women in companies because we have more sensitivity to these kind of, uh, of topics for sure. And it's, it's been quite beautiful mm -hmm. to see how, how people that are really new to the company are really actively participating in these initiatives. So I think women thinks it's very mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is it is it open to the entire company, so women no. and and men, or, it's only, it's or is it? Yeah, at the beginning when we started it, it was open to women and men, and it took so much time convincing them that why we should do these things that it did not work because I mean the 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 effort needed to be in doing things, not in convincing people of doing things. So we decided to to pivot and. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and make it a woman-only uh, um, initiative. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Um, so how how has it been received by? I mean, obviously the women in in the organization are seem to you you know you mentioned that they they it's been beautiful to kind of see how it's evolved um but what about you know from from um you know from the other uh from the other side of things so like from potential candidates and clients um you know and and the employees overall so it's a challenge it's a challenge uh so the candidates really are not um they don't see the uh, the initiative until, uh, until once they're in uh, they've been selected and in the company uh, but and and the clients we're we're pushing initiative, but the clients are quite uh, agnostic to it. I mean, they all think that everything that the company does is 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 okay. And when they have women in their in their uh, in their teams, they're always quite happy because it kind of balances. Even if if not uh, their company, they're they're happy to have women in the team in general. In the employees, it's a challenge because the you need to be very careful. Uh, how you address the fact that you are empowering women to uh, to get to higher positions because of course they are competing with with men that's for sure so that's why mm -hmm. we're working a lot in the culture where uh, to make them understand that sometimes yes we will promote women because they are women uh, and to make them understand mm -hmm. that it's it's a benefit for everybody but not everybody is happy. That's for sure. <laughs> hmm. And they and they express yes. that. They, I mean, with the the managers I, I talk to, sometimes they, they express their, their concerns and they share things that they have heard. Uh, yeah, 
So, but but it's good. It's good that they and, participate and... to these discussions that they can feel that they can share these kind of things because then there, it's things that we need to address with the company, with the managers, mm -hmm. with everybody. But once they get to understand, they tend to incorporate when they need to promote, they check if they are promoting women. So you don't need to impose who you're going to promote. But if you change the culture, they will look for women to, to be promoted. And because it's them doing it, mm -hmm. it's going to be more accepted by them. So, you know, I feel like because we're talking about this, about how, you know, it's not always, um, you know, it's not always well rece received. Um, and, and, you know, when, when you think about it, like sometimes I feel that we, as women, we always end up going back to our old habits, old habits die hard. Right. And, and I, and the, the, I mean this in the sense that, um, I feel like sometimes women take the, we assume the responsibility of gender equality and making change, uh, ourselves, And by asking, you know, what we as women can do to help other women, um, rather than perhaps calling out men for not being more active or for being better advocates for women. Um, so do you, you know, do you think that men, that it starts, I mean, of course, women need to need to be active and we need to have a voice. Of course, I'm not, you know, I, I wholeheartedly believe that. But then I, I also think that, you know, well, maybe we need to also <laughs> have more allies. Um, so do you think that men need to be, you know, kind of step up here and really help to change the conversation and, and help to, you know, to be those advocates for, for change? Of course, of course. I mean, if, if they are not involved and they are not participating, participating, it will never change. So, for example, in Optiva, we have one of the initiatives within Optiva Women is a mentorship program for women. And the mentors can be men and women because, uh, because it, it, so it's an activity that generated by a group of women, but the, the, the men can be mentors and women can be mentors. And once they mentor, they see the changes, they see the progress and they are involved. So they need to be involved for sure, for sure. But you need to know mm -hmm. when and where, because first you need to change the culture. But of course, if a company has a male CEO, that male CEO will have to help change the, the culture. Otherwise, it's never going to happen. So yes, they need to be involved. For sure, because if, mm -hmm. if most mm -hmm. of the management today is, is men, uh, either mm -hmm. they involve or it's not going to change. Mm -hmm. And and what you know what would you say is your best piece of advice to to both you know women um, you know women who are aspiring to move up the ladder to progress into careers um, that's my first question and then I have a, I have a second a follow up question <laughs> so for me I mean I, I think you need to be good at what you do you need to be ambitious you need to speak up. But also you need to adapt. And this is something that I would recommend to men and women. So you need to be able to adapt to the situations and to kind of anticipate situations. Uh, the best way to adapt is to anticipate mm -hmm. <laughs> because you're already foreseeing what's coming. So you're more prepared to, uh, to what's coming and, and be able to, to, mm -hmm. to pivot at some point. 
uh, to to mm -hmm. to take a completely different direction uh, in your life, which is what I have done. Uh, because sometimes um, mm -hmm. if and it's okay if you want to stay where you are too, but uh, but even not moving in a position today, you need to to adapt to to the changes that are coming. We're not with the, the technology is evolving, everything is evolving continuously. So my biggest recommendation in life in general is adapt. Try to adapt. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, that's, that's very, yeah, adapt yeah. or die, right? Yeah, We've exactly. with COVID, <laughs> right? You have to adapt or die. Um, no, but that's really good advice because I mean, you're, you're saying, you know, you, you naturally, you have to be good at what you do, which means that you have yes. to work hard, right? No. Nothing comes easy without, without working hard. So you have to be, you have to have that, uh, that foundation and be good. I mean, you're calling it ambition, but you know, the way that I see it is that like in your case, like you're not someone from what I heard in this conversation no. who settles, right? You're not, you don't like what you see. Well, it's not for you. So you, you know, you close the door and you go open another door, which many people don't do. Um, so, you know, not only is it about being good because you can be, you can be great, but you also have to have the, that courage to know, okay, well, this is not what I want. So I need to go find what I want and not settle for anything less. Um, and then, you know, your third piece of advice is, you know, the adapting. So, I mean, it's, it's really rolling with the punches, right? So it's, um, things are, things are in a constant change. So, um, you know, it makes sense that you have to be able to deal with that ambiguity. And even, you know, again, there's that comfort, you know, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's exactly what adapting is, yes. is, you know, having that, that tolerance for, <laughs> for pain almost for changing. Cause that, that's the hard but part. Things, right? I think, uh, are past the point today professionally where you cannot, where you can think that things are not going to change. Um, uh, that, that that's yeah. old times now things are changing constantly constantly yeah. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely uh well this is this has been really great advice and i think we've we've touched on so many different things and have come full circle and i know that we could probably dive into like <laughs> yes, a million sure. of these little <laughs> points that <laughs> that we we talked on um, but for, you know, for today, I think that, you know, this is a wrap. So Christina, thank you for taking the stage with us and, and sharing your story, your opinions, um, your advice for, for women and men. And, you know, like I said at the beginning, you know, I do, I think you are a rock star on so many different levels. So, so thank you. Thank, uh, you, thank you again. It's a, it's a pleasure always. <laughs> And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Take the Stage and our special series, Ladies Who Rock. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Christina Garces. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. If you are a company or candidate who would like to work with career rock stars, please reach out on LinkedIn. Thanks again, and until next time.